You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. We did a hour-long podcast on Saturday over the weekend, which uh, you can check out and listen to if you want. Go to patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Uh, Ulysses, to kind of set the stage a little bit for what we're going to be doing over the, the, the next several weeks, uh, the plan is on Mondays we'll do our weekend takeaways, observations, news and notes. Fridays we'll, of course, uh, try to continue our Ramblin' Rays segment where we bring on a listener as a guest uh, host, co-host. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday – it's time for player reviews where we go back and look at uh, the 2020 team and, and analyze uh, the impactful players one by one. And I think we'll be going in alphabetical order uh, and trying to do two a day uh, time permitting. Um, and of course, uh, unless something breaks uh, that's really newsworthy for the Rays, we might jump in with that, but that's kind of the lay of the land for the next several weeks. So, so buckle up, Locked on yeah. Rays fandom. You, you know what to expect from us uh, for the foreseeable future, I guess. We got to get our red pens ready. That was really fun uh, after the 2019 season, looking back mm-hmm. at all the players and, and seeing what they had to do. Uh, for example, uh, Kevon Smith might not get a review. Yeah. You know, some players, depending on plate appearances and all that, we do uh, go through uh, the players and see who can, who who. Uh, doesn't make the cut for a review, but I right. uh, hope you guys enjoy. We really have a lot of fun diving into the analytics and, and all the numbers that, that happen. With the 60-game season, it's definitely going to be a little bit different, but yes, uh, everybody's going to have the same little asterisk or warning before we start diving into the numbers. Hey, guys, it's 60 games, or hey, guys, it's yes. 80 games because they play the playoffs, you know. Now, the question is, I guess we don't do a Michael Perez because he's no longer on the team. So it's almost like... Oh, what we did Tommy point? Pham last year? We did. Well, that was before he got traded. Oh, yeah, you're right. So you're right. we might so have to come up with a editorial decision on that. Uh, so really, I think it's, it's mostly going to be the guys we expect to return for next year. Yeah, Kevon Smith, probably not going to make the cut. That's going to be part of the fun is deciding... Who makes the cut? Who doesn't? I know. We get strict. We get yeah. strict in our player reviews. It's going to be nice. Look, we, the, the Rays used 50-some-odd players. We can't go through every <laughs> – we can't do Oliver Drake. He's no longer the team. So I think we've Wait, made the yeah. – You're not giving me a Chaz Rowe review or a Ryan Sheriff? How dare you, Kevin Weiss? Yeah. God. Yeah. Ryan Sheriff, here's your review. Uh, warning track. Pitches with I like to. I liked your background story, and I hope you pitch more in the major leagues. That's my. I agree. That's mine, Ryan. I agree. With that, um, 
Let's go ahead and move on to what we learned from the weekend. Some takeaways, observations, news and notes. Ulysses, I will let you go ahead and begin what in what was a little bit maybe of a lighter weekend, Rays related this past weekend from the previous weekend, but still a lot of a lot of baseball stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'd like to send my my good vibes to you and your buddy Tom Brady. I, I hear they did not have oh good boy. weekend. I hope green skittles stayed in your pocket and were not given to people uh on the interwebs i I do hope Uh, that yeah i lost green skittles quite a few green skittles on the colts game and the bucks game and you know what i'm not even mad about the bucks game because i wasn't (laughs) even close to winning green skill because i expected the bucks to cover and win and they did uh they did quite the opposite of that in fact i turned the game off at halftime Really, you could have turned the game Good off after you. the first quarter and said, what's the point of watching this? I mean, it's yeah, like no. if the Rays were getting outscored, if it was like a 10 nothing game by the third, in the third. inning, yeah. regular 60th game of the season in a 162 game season. Yeah, you turn that off. You turn that off. You so turn I, that off. You watch a movie. You, yes. you, you, you get yourself. I, uh, down. No, look, <clears throat> that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my uh my way to bring down the mood you brought you totally (laughs) all right cut we're done here see you later here's your show goodbye thank you guys thank you guys for coming in and tuning in uh look no my first real takeaway is that there was a tweet i think i saw it because uh melissa retweeted it it was by jake montgomery if i'm not mistaken and i'll paraphrase the tweet because i don't have it in front of me said something like uh, our oldest Chapman throwing at Mike Brasso equals three games, which by the way, that suspension has yet to happen. Delayed Uh, three delayed games, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Joe Kelly frowns eight games. Pete Rose bets on himself. Lifetime ban ban. Uh, A rod takes steroids 162 plus games. Hinch and Cora managed their teams to a championship with cheating scandals, 60 games. It's, it's unreal how MLB has decidedly just taken a stance to become the worst leader in professional sports. It, it, it actually, now it yeah. just becomes like an actual goal, a mission. They're like, no, 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 we're, we're going to be really bad at our jobs. How can you let AJ Hinch and Alex Cora manage right after they were suspended and and i am all for do your time and then and then everything's cool everything's gravy i'm okay with that i'm okay with them being in baseball what i'm not okay with is them stepping into this literally the same roles that they were in when they were fired when they were suspended how can it not be a third base coach position how can it not be a a a, a bench coach? Um, you know something. I'm not asking them for be to be demoted in the in the A league or double A. Right. Know, I'm, I'm I'm not talking about that. But really, managers there are there's there there isn't any other two people with with baseball uh, with a baseball resume with baseball knowledge that could lead the Boston Red Sox into this next two three years instead of somebody that was caught in a cheating scandal, the biggest cheating scandal since, tw- since what, 1919, 1918. Uh, A.J. Hinch, uh, the same thing goes for him too. 
I mean, this is ridiculous, Kevin. Yeah. And, you know, as far as other sports leagues, the NFL kind of does this where there's not some equal punishment or the punishment is kind of wacky between players and organizations and things like that. And we didn't even mention Justin Turner, zero games for running onto the field and putting multiple teams and a a lot of people at risk with his positive COVID test. Uh, And he's not going to get punished. Um, You know, a couple of things with this uh, Alex Cora you know, I, I have more issue with Alex Cora returning to the Red Sox as opposed to A.J. Hinch moving on to another organization. Why is that? Tigers. Well, for one, I think as it's been reported is, so Alex Cora was more of the mastermind of the Astros skindle. I think from my understanding, A.J. Hinch, he kind of, I don't want to say tolerated it. He didn't, he he didn't like what was going on, but couldn't do anything, had no power to do anything about it, which maybe speaks to maybe you need more leadership from a guy to be able right. to do that. Like if you're, if your you're manager, manager. can't, yeah. uh, can't control a bench coach or control your team, that speaks to a larger issue. Um, so Cora seems to be the mastermind behind what happened with the Astros. And I think a couple things should be put in place here. One, like you said, sixty. Basically, they they were suspended for sixty games. With that, right. it, it's got to be a full one hundred sixty-two games, maybe a two-year ban, yes, at the very least. And then a team like the Red Sox can't go back and hire that guy. They've got to hire somebody else. Correct. Same thing with uh, with the Astros. They went and hired somebody else. I mean, I, I guess they're keeping Dusty for 2021. That's what I've heard. Right I haven't heard so, that he's uh, quitting or anything like that. They didn't do they didn't do what the Red Sox did was, you know, put Ron Renicki in a terrible spot and say, yeah. "Okay, you're here for 60 games after the the minute the season's over pretty much, we're going to interview Alex Cora and and now, bring him back because he won a World Series with us in 2018." And now the hindsight's twenty twenty. They never actually called him manager. They're all they always said interim manager yes. for Run Renicky. And you could have said, okay, well they're going to hire somebody. But no, hindsight twenty twenty tells you this had uh, this was kind of like a Kevin Cash plan with the front office. They knew what they were going to do. They knew that it, after yeah. the season, after the sixty horrible season uh, the games that the Red Sox had, they were going to go back out to core and say, hey, you got your job back. And I, I just, I feel like that is ridiculous. Barry Larkin isn't out there looking for a managerial job, but and who can succeed? Well, Come on, you, you know who was sort Perez? Of the, the backup choice? Our buddy Sam Fold. There you go, Super Sam Fold. Who I think that is who Heim Bloom wanted to hire, but of course, ownership, other people in the front office, front office brass said no. We like. We don't want to take a flyer on an unknown right now. We know what we're getting in Alex Corey. He's also a guy who uh, knows how to bend the rules a little bit too. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and bring him back. And again, Heim Bloom, I think only had so much power. I think if it, if it was ultimately at the end of the day, Heim Bloom's choice, he probably would have hired Sam Fold, just like the White Sox. If it was Rick Hahn's choice or whoever the general manager and, and pulls the strings there probably wouldn't have hired Tony La Russa. <laughs> instead of uh, Reinsdorf. That was a Reinsdorf decision. Whereas yeah. this was a, a Henry decision and other, other guys who have been in the, the old boys club decision where Heim Bloom's just the new guy. Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm here to collect data and, 
and Paul, who do you guys want to hire as manager and go from there? Which by the way, I mean, Sam fold the Rays, if they can, they should try to scoop him up uh, from the Phillies that he's their player information coordinator. I think that would be a smart move at some point. But you like Fold would, would have be been nice. a perfect choice for the Red Sox because he's a New Hampshire native who grew up yes. as a Red Sox fan. He's very familiar with the ALEs. Smart. Go, I mean, yes. Stanford educated. So, um, but they, of course, went with, with Alex Cora there. Yeah, it would be nice to get Sam Fold into the Rays organization once, once more. But I, I find him like the perfect candidate to be a liaison between the front office and the players in the locker room. I mean, he's been in that locker room. Uh, He can kind of, he understands the data, how it works, why it works. And you can give that to the players. Not that the players are, you know, rebelling against, you know, the the front office or anything like that. I think the, Mm -hmm. the Rays already do have a really good relationship between the locker room and the front office, but it's not going to hurt to bring a guy like Sam Fold, who's been in both places, to be able to kind of, you yeah. know, act as a liaison there. Yeah, he's played. I think that's important is you have a guy who's played who can digest the information presented to you instead of some Ivy League guy who hasn't played above, uh, you know, Little, Little League, League is trying to yeah. tell you what to do here. If anything out of this whole Alex Cora situation, by the way, it was a total 5 p.m. news dump on a Friday. Yeah. With all the yeah. election coverage, they just kind of sneak this under the rug here. Oh, we've heard of Cora. Yeah. <laughs> heard of Cora. Here. there we go. Uh, no comments until uh, we'll, we'll have a press conference on Tuesday. Not on Monday, mm-hmm. but on Tuesday. And yeah. uh, you, if anything, you hope that maybe this rallies and intensifies other teams in the AL East and baseball. Like, I mean, Astros got the best out of every team during the regular season. And at some points, uh, you know, the playoffs there, maybe it's like, okay, we – we want to beat Alex Cora. We want to beat, we really want to beat oh, the Red Sox here. A hundred percent. I hope that, that that actually does build a fire into the players too. But I just go back to, you said the AL East. I mean, Charlie Montoyo, that guy, you know, how many years was he in the minors? Like 20 yeah. years until he finally got his shot as a third base coach, then a bench coach. I mean, tell me somebody that did it the right way. That guy has now the same position as somebody who cheated blatantly the biggest cheating scandal in a hundred years. And then they're back in the next year with the Red Sox, I, I, maybe at a different level, but yeah. still cheated. Uh, I, I just, I hate that Charlie Montoyo is now parallel to Alex Cora. Again, after everything has been found out, a guy that did for so long, so much to get to that position, one of 30, it's very difficult. Tell me, <laughs> Uh, there are very few jobs out there in very <laughs> in industries yes. that it's one out of 30. And, and it's just a shame that uh, it goes back to two guys that cheated. It really is a shame, man. Yeah. There needs to be some, and, and again, I go back this, I said this last year where, you know, even the organizations as a whole, they should have had a, a postseason ban or suspension. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even if, if you're the Astros and you go 40 and 20, you're, you don't get that postseason spot. You don't get whatever that seed. That goes to the next guy down. And quite frankly, same thing for the Red Sox because that investigation wasn't quite as thorough as one the guy? Astros there. Yeah. One, one, JT one Watkins, uh, basically a, a glorified intern. Intern McGee gets the, <laughs> he gets the punishment here. McGee. 
making twelve hours an hour, twelve dollars an hour is just the mastermind of this whole yeah. operation. Get out of here, How dude's Rain Man over here. Think that, yeah. What does MLB think that we're dumb? Like we're really MLB thinks its fans are incredibly dumb. I know. And, and between the, the, the steroid, like, again, this is a reality show. The fact that they're, they're basically now they glorify Alex Rodriguez. Like yeah. I'm sure this is going to be a thing where like the, the next time the, the Boston Red Sox have a national broadcast, they're going to be interviewing Alex Cora and Heath and praise. And, Oh, how do you, how do you, how are you going to get this rebuilding era back on track? Like they're, they're going to totally, I think uh, it's just ridiculous what is going on. And um, we, we've said it before how Manfred, I think he just doesn't know what he's doing and he doesn't think things through. And uh, you look back and say, wow, that was a really bad decision here. And you should have done this differently. It, it, I know it's kind of Monday morning quarterbacking on our part, but I think everybody can agree unless you're a Red Sox or an Astros fan and you're totally biased and, uh, you know, you, or yeah, if you're a Detroit Tigers fan, um, this is the best piece of news you've gotten since a while, right? <laughs> since a long time ago to get a guy with AJ Hinch's resume. But I would think if I were a Detroit fan, a Tigers fan, I would say, you know what, bring somebody who's not a cheater. Like, I mean, just yeah. somebody that doesn't put, put us down. Cause I'm sure the players will get along fine with Hinch, but isn't that the first thing that they, that comes through their mind is like, Oh, the guy that couldn't, <laughs> couldn't say no to their cheating guys over there. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of it. And I guess also the tigers, maybe some of their thinking was, well, these are such young players who haven't really had a taste of a lot of major league baseball outside of Miggy Cabrera. It's a lot of prospecty types. So, you know, maybe they're not even thinking about as opposed to if you're you go to a veteran laden team that has kind of been through the show a little bit and they they know what's really at stake there and i'm sure he kind of outlined everything again i don't have as big of an issue with him going to the tigers look i'd have an issue if he was rehired by the astros like alex cora rehired by the right. boston red sox there so um anything else any other takeaways that you have or that that's kind of the big one there it, just a quick comment. Uh, Jesus Colon um, tagged us in a little interesting uh, tweet there. He says, most uh, overrated player in race history at Kevin Wise, at Sombrano Ulysses. So I think that's a great idea. We'll get to, to, to fun stuff like that during the offseason. Thank you, Jesus, for already yes. giving us an idea for a, <laughs> uh, uh, an episode in, in the yes. coming months. And those are the types of things we talk about on Patreon too. Sometimes we just take those suggestions and turn it into a full, we go on and on for 45 minutes, an hour, something along those lines there. All right. Uh, I will get to my observations and takeaways from the baseball weekend. But first, we've got to tell you about the best, most delicious protein bar on earth. And that is Built Bar. Built Bar you're talking about a lot of the different flavors here. You're talking about 18, 19, 20 amazing flavors, including several new flavors like strawberry, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Uh, that goes along with the myriad of original flavors they have, such as coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate. I mean, you can just go to builtbar.com and that'll you'll, you'll get uh, your pick of the litter there as far as uh, what flavors you want. But 
what all these flavors have in common are several things. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're low sugar, low calorie, high protein, and high fiber. Right now, I'm looking at the cherry flavor, and it's going to give you 17 grams protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, and 4 grams net carbs. So uh, what better way? It is a Monday. You want to try to start uh, your week uh, and uh, November month on a healthy note. Do it with the help of Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, for 20% off at builtbar.com. Okay, Ulysses, getting into my takeaways and observations from the baseball weekend. The Toronto Blue Jays, uh, and this was maybe a little footnote over the weekend. They signed lefty pitcher Robbie Ray to a one-year, $8 million deal. And people are probably thinking, yeah, people are probably thinking, why does this matter? Why are you talking about it? Why are you bringing this up? This is a kind of a no-name signing, if you will. And yes, you can make that argument. For one, I think this... Uh, precludes what could be a very busy offseason for the Toronto Blue Jays. If they're basically right off the bat, first week, week and a half, first two weeks of free agency saying, yes, we will give Robbie Ray, Mr. 6.62 ERA, 1.90 whip. I'm going to stop you there. Yeah. I'm going to stop you there. I'm just going to stop you there. Robbie Ray made the Rays look foolish for three and a third innings oh, in boy. the playoffs. So I'm going to need you to not crap on Mr. Ray. I know he's got good stuff. Look, he's got a really good fastball, really good slider. He can't throw strikes. That's the issue. Now, maybe look, they're basically, they're giving $8 million to a a reclamation project. Um, So he, so he's like Shane McClanahan, no command. Oh, Oh, meatball McClanahan. (laughs) We got to think of a nickname for Robbie Ray. Meatball McClanahan. Oh my God. It's so funny. Uh, Um, This is bad news, buddy. Yeah, this is bad news. If if, if Robbie Ray is going to get eight million dollars in the market, one thing comes to mind. Do you know what that is? That is Charlie Morton. Correct. This is bad news, race fans, because if Robbie Ray, the the quote unquote reclamation project by Mr. Kevin Weiss, uh, is going to get eight million dollars in the free agent market, what do you think Charlie Morton's agents uh, are thinking right now? They're thinking double digits at least. Yes, they want. Yeah, if and I know Charlie Morton is willing to take a sweetheart deal to return to Tampa Bay or stay in Florida. But at some point, you got to say, Robbie Ray is getting $8 million after the awful performance he put up in 2020 and not so good of a performance in 2019. He wasn't Cy Young level in 2019. He hasn't been Cy Young level since 2017. So if you're Charlie Morton, you got to be saying, okay, I want... 11 to $12 million plus incentives at least. And you've got to wonder how that affects the raise and how that will affect the marketplace going forward. Maybe it, it, it speaks to other teams. Well, if the blue Jays right off the bat are giving Robbie Ray $8 billion, then all right, I'm going to throw a stupid number at Charlie Morton to try to lure him to New York or Philadelphia or some other team, not to say he's going to join those teams, but right. if you're Charlie Morton and his agent, you've got to kind of be a happy camper. And really, a lot of other, you know, mid-tier, upper-tier, p- bigger-name pitchers who have outperformed Robbie Ray that are free agents this winter got to be thinking, 
Okay, he gets $8 million in what is supposed to be a suppressed free agent market. I better be getting mines, right? <laughs> like, Yeah, 100%. And again, the, 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 the qualifying offer is about $18 million. So yes, there is a lot of money that perhaps Mr. Robbie Ray is leaving off the table uh, or on the table rather. Uh, but again, it's a suppressed market, right? I mean, the owners are crying poverty. And so this still comes out as a, as a big number, I think $8 million for Robbie Ray. So what you can hope as a race fan uh, that wants to see Charlie uh, next year with the team is the Rays getting a little bit funky and smart with their uh, budgeting, which means mm-hmm. deferred money. It, it can be something like, Hey, Charlie, okay, we're going to pay you 8 million or we're going to pay you 10 million for 2021. But uh, you know, for the next five or so years, there's going to be a nice little check uh, for you in the mail for half a mil or a, a million. And so that way you can get to your $15 million, uh, however it is distributed. But I think that could be a really um, good way to, to keep Charlie in the Tampa Bay area. The Bobby Vanilla approach. Look, That's I'm right. throwing it out there. I think Charlie Morton, he's going one of four places. He's going to Tampa Bay. He's going to Atlanta. He's going to Miami or he's playing catch with his four kids at his Bradenton home. Those are the four options to me <laughs> for Mr. Uh, Charlie Morton. By the way, uh, Robbie Ray, 7.8 walks per nine innings, the highest of any pitcher in baseball with at least 50 innings pitched Wolf. last year. He also gives up his uh, fair share of home runs as well. But the Blue Jays, Eight again, I million. think... Th- yes. Eight million for that. Yes. And That's, I think... Uh, so... Really, if you're anybody out there on the market, your call is to the Blue Jays because these guys are ready to spend. They're ready to right. take that next step. I mean, I think general manager Ross Atkins all but said that, yeah, we're looking for a top-level starter to complement our talent. Like, if they're throwing $8 million at a quote-unquote reclamation project, they're thinking, okay, this is the third year of Biggio, Bichette, Vladi. We've got other really good pieces around them. Nate Pearson on the come-up. We've got our so to speak, number one in Ryu, like they are going to be, I think, an intriguing team. And this, this might be the time to, to strike while the iron's hot, while other teams aren't really spending, seemingly. The, yeah, exactly. The fact that they are already showing the, the wallet right now so soon uh, after the World Series, I think speaks to the fact that they might see that window opening up. And by opening up, I mean, not only because of their talent, uh, kind of getting a, a little bit of, of the playoff, Buzz, uh, albeit as short as it was with with the with the race sweeping them in two games, but it could be a, a, a way to say, look, the pitching is our 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 problem here. If we can, if they can fix Robbie Ray somehow, that he becomes a normal number three starter, right? That is a really good team now because you got Ryu, you got Pearson, and now you got Robbie Ray fixed yeah. up with that lineup. That's a good lineup. It's only going to get better. The Red Sox ain't going to get better. No. The no. Orioles are not the Orioles of 2020. They surprised us all. That's awesome. Good for them. It's 162 games next year. It's not going to happen. So then they're fighting against the Yankees and, and, and the Rays. They looked pretty good against the Yankees. They faltered. You can call that because of their innocence or naivete or whatever it is. Right. But the Yankees are not the Yankees of old. They get hurt often 
in a lot of times. And we've seen that when you suppress the home runs, the Yankees are just, you know, the remember the space, uh, the Space Jam movie? Yes. The Yankees. Yeah, they're the monsters when they they take away their power. That's exactly what the Yankees uh, are. Just big buff dudes that just hack away and, 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 and flail, honestly. So They're, it's an interesting time to be a Jays fan. Uh, the Yankees, uh, you know, Aaron Judge and Carlos Stanton, their knees just get weak when they step onto the trop turf. The, the, the immediate moment they step on the trop turf, it's like, give me some biofreeze. Give me some icy hot. My <laughs> exactly. calves can't take it. Oh, my gosh. And, and you pay these guys, you know, you're paying Stanton $300, $325 million, whatever it is. You know, hey. I'm going to throw this out there. Wild prediction. Trevor Bauer to the Blue Jays. Could you imagine? That Difference is a game maker. changer. I would, I would, then, then I would say the Jays will be better than the Yankees. Yeah, that could be. Look, because you could have, I mean, Bauer one, Ryu two, maybe Pearson three. Maybe you get some con- more contributions from Stripling. Uh, you, you've got, uh, Robbie Ray is your reclamation number five. They've got some interesting yeah. arms in that bullpen too. So, uh, TLDR version, don't sleep on the blue Jays right now. Maybe that's why Vlad Guerrero lost all this weight. He's like, okay, I, they're throwing out money. I'm getting yeah. in line for my contract extension. <laughs> Give me mine. I want it. I also he want to play good. Base. He looks like yeah. he should look, you know, he, he took the Nate low approach. He said, I need the spotlight on me. How can I get myself uh, to be more valuable for this team? I don't want to be relegated to DH at 25, for God's sakes. I want to play third base. I want to be, if at all, I want to be a a really good first baseman. That's really smart by Vladdy Jr. to to take that into account, get in a regiment, and he looks fit, man. No, how old is he? 21, 22. No person his age should look like no professional athlete his age right. should look like he looked last season. So credit to him for doing his due diligence. I don't know Quickly if too. yes, that was a quick, you know, probably he wasn't on the Randy Rosarina chicken and rice diet. He was on the <laughs> built bar diet, probably just uh, salads, grilled chicken and built bar. That's probably yeah. what it was right yeah. there. I don't know if they're going to give him a shot to play third, but maybe sneak him over there occasionally, but look, his daddy, his hall of fame daddy played, uh, into his mid thirties, uh, in the outfield. So Vlad Guerrero Jr. Right. You shouldn't be relegated to a DH type, uh, at your very young age. And I think uh, this will do a lot for, again, it, it, it hurts the Rays in a way by seeing Vladdy get healthy and, and the blue Jays make the, these signings, but it's going to make for what I think could really be an interesting AL East for sure. And in baseball for sure, it's, it's sometimes nice to have, a a team not in, uh, not in, a, not in the United States perform well and, and kind of create a yeah. rivalry aspect there. And not uh, the Yankees too. <laughs> yes. As long as it's not the, never the Yankees, never the Yankees or the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think that's the modus operandi there. Uh, if they now, depending on who knows if they're going to blame Buffalo or Toronto, who knows what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we have a vaccine ready and, and we can get over with this COVID stuff. But uh, the next thing, uh, my next takeaway I've got, uh, Randy Rosarena, of course, um, a movie is being 
made about him if you've been living under a rock for the last couple of weeks and didn't hear about that. What I didn't know was that uh, the company, you know, when I first thought, okay, a movie's being made about Ray and DeRozarin, I thought it was going to be real low budget, just, uh, you know, right. net, straight to Netflix type movie. And maybe it is that, but this, this group that is making this movie has some credentials. The company's won an Emmy, uh, and their screenwriter is the guy who did Invincible back in 2006 with Mark Wahlberg. So, right. Um, and I know this will probably be more of a topic in the future and when we review Randy Rosarina in his 2020 campaign, but I'm already thinking of casting. I'm the casting director here. Hire me as the okay. casting director. What do you got? I'm thinking, I'm thinking jaw. I'm looking at Randy's jawline. Okay. I'm looking at his build and I'm looking there. There's one name I've got in mind here. One name. And it is a guy who in recent years has, has really become a popular actor. He's okay. done his fair share of sports roles, such as Friday Night Lights, Creed mm-hmm. 2, Hardball, which I think was an underrated baseball movie back in the day with uh, Keanu Reeves. I know where you're going. But Michael, uh, sorry, I don't want to reveal, I don't want to blow it here. Who, who is my guy? Who is my Randy Arozarena face here? Did he fight against Jackie Robinson in Wakanda? He very well did, sir. He very well did. Yeah, that's a good pick. Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Jordan. Yes. yes. What a good one. That's a good Telling you, pick, do bro. a Google search. Do a Google yes. search. If, if you, if Locked on Ray's listeners out there, if you can find me a better candidate to play Randy, I am, we'll take the DMs. We'll take the emails. Yeah, you know? tag us. You know, tweet tweet at us. Uh, tag us with a hashtag locked on race and give us your with the picture of the actor. Say no, I think this should be Randy Rosarena, uh, and we can get it going on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, that's a good pick, man. I, yes. I don't I, I don't hate it. I don't love okay. it either, but I don't hate it. Uh, okay, that's, that's, maybe this this speaks to you. You can do some homework and you can come up with a name. Come up with somebody that can. Uh, if, you know, that might be a better candidate than Michael B. Jordan, because that, that's the I, guy I've got in mind. And it's going to take a lot to, to move off of that. If I had a time machine I uh, and I could take Idris Elba back to like 1999, uh-huh. that would be my perfect pick for Randy Rosarena. But that would be a he's good a one. bit old now. He's got to be in his 50s. 50s right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though he looks in his 40s, but he's. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh so, and I think Michael B. Jordan, mm, I don't know his age, but if I had to guess, he's probably in his mid thirties, but he can, he yeah. can play a 25, 26, 27 year old. He, he's yeah. got the young enough face, I think. Although with these sorts of projects always, you know, th- there can be a, a debut by a, an actor that they find somewhere, you know, in, in, in the armpit of the world, uh, you know, and, and they're like, Oh, Hey, look, this guy is literally, yeah. Uh, Randy Rosarena just made for the big screen. So you never know, but tag us, tweet at us, hashtag locked on race on who could play Randy in a movie. I think Randy would want to play Randy in a movie. Yes. You don't think he's campaigning for that? Give me a cameo. Oh, Give me something. I <laughs> can star great. as myself. He's already that'd getting be, that, uh, yeah. endorsement deals for cowboy boots. And I'm, hey, he needs his own chicken and rice brand. Like, 
he look, does. if you're his agent, you this is a prime opportunity to strike. Not just on a Capitalize. long-term contract extension. Yes. Yes. Capitalize while you can because sports can be fleeting. And I think and I really hope and expect Randy to have a long, boisterous career. But strike while the iron's hot. The iron That's couldn't right. be hotter, more hot than where it's at right now. Uh, the final thing I've got, an email from Rafael Santos, our buddy, Rafael Santos. He reaches out to us and says, hey, Kevin and Ulysses, how's it going? Hearing your 2024 rotation predictions, do you guys give me the green light to buy a Josh Fleming jersey? I need to have my boy's jersey, but I don't know if he's going to be on the team much longer. I hope you guys mm. have a great day. Ulysses. Should Raphael buy a Fleming jersey or jersey? I go with the jersey because it's cheaper, but your thoughts on <laughs> you know, this? I usually, I usually do go with his jersey. That's right. But maybe after the World Series, you do have to give Stu, you know, his, uh, his due. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you, Rafa, for, for the email. Uh, Josh Fleming, first of all, great pick to be your boy. That's a really good pick. Uh, second thing. Ooh, I would wait until spring training and I don't want to spill the beans on why that is until we get to Josh Fleming's player review, which should happen anytime in the next, uh, what, four or five weeks, a couple of weeks there. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I would just hold on just, just, just like a couple months until like February pitchers and catchers report. I think in, on February 13th, February 14th, I would wait till Valentine's day and get yourself that present for yourself. Oh man. Oh, so what's a safer bet, a Fleming Jersey, a Kiermaier Jersey or a Snell Jersey, or are they I, all risky? I feel they all have some risk, but I do feel like the safest option is Fleming. Yes. Okay, Raphael, I'm going to give you the green light. I think you should go ahead and get that jersey. Again, actually, no, get the jersey first, and then maybe after spring training, you can go and get the jersey. B, you can uh, kind of economize that, if you will, there. But I think he's going to be on the team. Now, Ulysses kind of has... I would As wait. a premonition for these things sometimes, he's got, he just texted An- Eric Neander. I see you <laughs> texting Neander. He says, yeah, we're definitely trading them. Uh, look, Hi, buddy. all I'm saying is that I'm seeing a kind of a, a, a comp to okay. another situation that happened a few years back with another race pitcher. And I feel like Josh Fleming <laughs> Uh, although as exciting as he is, he might fall into this category, but I will leave that. That's enough bill uh, beans that have been spilled okay. on my part. So I will keep that for the player review. Again, if you're a, a locked on raised listener out there and you need some advice on whether to buy a jersey or a jersey of a player, if you think they're going to be traded or, or let go, or if they're still going to be on the team, reach out to us. Reach out to us. Email us lockedonraise at gmail.com. Shoot us a message on Twitter at lockedonraise. We will give you uh, our honest opinions there. Sometimes we're split. I, yeah. I'm kind of halfway split. I say get the jersey, not the jersey. Wait to get the, the jersey until uh, springtime 2021. But again, that is, that is your prerogative there. So um, you know, this might be a great idea for the future, Kevin. Yeah, possible segment. Keep it or leave yeah, it. Exactly. Get, and you know, I appreciate Raphael for saying that Josh Fleming is his boy as opposed it's so easy just to say oh 
uh, Tyler Glasnow's my boy or Adamus Randy Arrazari, Brandon yeah. Lau. Yes. And we've done that before, but I like the sneaky, not going yes. with a brand name, so to speak. So we appreciate that there. All right. Uh, reminder, be sure you check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash raise unfiltered. That wraps up this edition of locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. I'll talk to you tomorrow.